Attacking unit here is Katuri against the Nisner. Makes a nice move in across the line. Drops it back, connecting. Connecting, past the shot, they score! Oscar Lindblom buries it! And the power play goal ties this game! This is episode 49 of the Liberty R. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always. And we are two days... That's it, right? So, yeah, yeah. two days yeah. away from puck drop against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we had a scrimmage yesterday, so we got to check in. And Cam York and Bobby bring one gold, so we have to check in for another episode before the season kicks off. How are you feeling, Stubbs? Uh, I don't know which one to start with. Let's start with the, the World Juniors. Just I feel like there's a little bit more to talk about that scrimmage last night, which was awesome to see. It's finally good to see hockey back on TV. Um. But, yeah, I mean, York, captain of Team USA, comes home with gold. Bobby Brink come home, comes home with gold. It was really cool to see them two uh, kind of, like, hug it out, and then York put the gold on his neck. It's pretty cool to see uh, two Flyers prospects, like, celebrate like that. I don't know. It's weird watching a Flyer celebrate like that. I don't know. Is that weird to say? That it's weird to see a Flyer, like, lift the trophy like that and, like, put gold around his neck and, like, celebrate Yeah, like I mean, that? as, I as Flyers it. fans, we're not used to that. <laughs> at all. At all. And uh, it was nice. It was it was really – it was nice to see York come back in that game, that, that gold medal game. And, I mean, the game before that, I think it was against the Czechs. Was it against the Czechs or Russia? I kind of forget who it was against. But it was the game right before the gold medal game against Canada. Well, that was against Finland, wasn't it? Oh, it was Finland. Wow, I was wrong. Both. Finland. He did not have um, – that great of a game, I would say defensively. I mean, if you look back, I would say he probably would be to blame for maybe maybe two goals. One definitely, and then one definitely not, and then one's up in the air. So it was nice to see him come back in that gold game and, and really just shut Canada down. I mean, York was, was really good. I mean, we watched him completely close out a number two overall pick, Quinton Byfield, mm-hmm. trying to go uh, make a move towards the net, trying to put it the puck to his backhand, use his huge frame that he has, um, and uh, make a kind of like a JVR play, the more I think about it. And and, and York just completely shot him off. And, and York is definitely not the bigger of the two two guys playing. And it, he just came back after that Finland game and, and really shut things down and, and, and won gold. It was nice to see him show up during like the, the goal game, which is, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And after the game against Finland... There was a lot of people, I guess national media people, coming out kind of criticizing York and basically saying, like, I see everyone saying he's having a good tournament, but what has he actually done? Mm -hmm. I feel like if you think that way, you haven't really been fully watching. Or you might have just been looking at the stat sheet and been like, ah, six points in seven games, so what? He's on a stack team. Like, that's probably what they think with that. But if you watch, the, his impact is... Is all over the place. All over the place. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more those people that were talking about York that that morning after that Findling game, like you just said, I I think those those people were people that turned on that Findling game because it's the game to go to the gold gold medal. And, of course, that's the game that he doesn't play well in or as well as he played in other games. And then, yeah, they look at the stat sheet. Like you said, six points in seven games or whatever he's had, he had. And they start making tweets like that. And I think that's where it kind of came from because, like you just said, if you watch the entire tournament and you watch York, you would notice how good he is. He was easily USA's number one defense, like best defenseman throughout the entire tournament. I don't even think it's a discussion. 
But like you said, I mean, it it was really fun to watch. I mean, we haven't even gotten into Brink yet. We're still talking about York and how impressive he was. Brink was arguably like there's definitely an argument to be made that he was more impressive. Those guys really showed up in the Canada game too. Both Big of them, time, honestly. dude. I mean, you're uh, not York. Brink struggled the first two games, and he didn't struggle to create chances. He just struggled to uh, to cash in on them, and finally broke out in that. I think it was against the the Czech Republic. Let me check. I'm pretty sure. I'm like eighty five. Yeah, there's a game sure. where he had two goals, right? Yeah, it was against yeah. the Czech. Yeah, two goals. Finally broke out against them. Was snake bitten for the majority of the tournament as well. Yeah, those, those first two games. I mean, he had, I think he had two like grade A chances in that first game. He had one play where he, I think he was just holding his stick a little too tight. He had a beautiful. He was right in front of the net, had his stick down on the ice, and I he just whiffed. I mean, it hit his blade, and he just, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Had that, had that play. I mean. It was nice to see him create chances those first two games, even though he wasn't cashing in on them. And then finally, finally, he broke out in that Czech Republic game, which was awesome to see. He was all over the ice. Definitely, I'm pretty sure he won player of the game in that game too. So, called Russia collapsed. Yeah, as the tournament went on, like they looked the way they looked in that. Uh, they looked a lot better in that game against USA than they did for the rest of the tournament. Like they were. Ch- I don't want to say trash, but like <laughs> they, they just declined the rest of the way out. It was kind of sad. Like no, the- I agree. I agree. I, Russia had one dominant game in that tournament. One. Other than that, they did not look like the dominant team at all, whatsoever, in any of those other games. Even against Germany. I mean, you look at Germany. They went pretty, like, they started out that tournament like the Sixers just played. They just had, like, eight guys missing, the Sixers. And they started out that tournament without, I think, eight or nine players due to COVID regulations or yeah. whatever went down. And, you look at I I think Germany had a better tournament. I mean, Tim Tim Stussel absolutely exploded. He was definitely probably the second best player in that tournament under uh, Zegers. He was absolutely insane. But it was just nice to see Flyers players finally like show up. And I've said it on the podcast ever since it started. Like the U.S. National Development Program, what it was ten years ago and what it is now is just light years apart light like, years the the way our program might be the best out right now it really might be i mean Definitely usa always is always producing talent every year if you if you look at the um first rounds of uh, every draft for like the last five classes or whatever you'll see a lot of big name usa players in there and it never used to be that like there's always a couple guy from usa but most guys are from canada and now it's yeah Canada always used to be, like, the powerhouse of, especially, like, Olympic. I mean, you always see Canada win Olympics. You always yeah. see them win the World Junior, so. It's cool to see. It's awesome to see. And going into that game, I'm not just saying this because they won, but I, I, I had a good feeling about Team USA's chances. I mean, Zegers' comments before that game was, was awesome to see. I, I would have ran through a wall for him if I was on his team. Did you see what he said? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would have. Uh, and for people who don't know what he said, he's basically just like, Canada hasn't gotten tested in this tournament at all, and we're going to be the ones to do that, and it's going to bite them in the ass. And it did, because Canada didn't look like they knew what to do after they were down a couple goals. I mean, they didn't do it once in the entire tournament, and I think that's... I don't I don't think that was talked about enough before that gold medal game. I really don't. I think people brushed that off too much. I mean, they just looked at Canada and had too much confidence. And A lot of people... I saw a lot of people talking about it, though. I didn't see any people talking about it. Did you see it on the timeline? Where did you see it? 
Uh, especially on like the Steve Dangle. Oh, Steve Dangle. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't listen. He to said that. it. I saw, I saw the two guys on, uh, on like the broadcast. They talked about it, but the one guy would just kind of like rushed it off, saying that Canada has like a powerhouse team and how that's not really going to matter in those games. Somebody on NHL Network, but yeah, like you said, it was just nice to see Team USA bring home gold. I mean, that, that's awesome development for young guys like York. And like you said, I think a couple of days ago, we were talking about York. He has not had a bump in the road in his development yet. Knock on wood. Knock on wood a million times. Yep. But Smooth sailing so far. So far. I mean, like, it, when you drafted York, if you were to write down on a piece of paper what you would want York to do leading up to this year, he basically probably checked up all the boxes that you would have. You know what I mean? I mean, like, go to, uh, go to college first year in Michigan. And he was a part of the all-freshman team as well. And I know that he was on something else. Big Ten freshman of the year finalist. Yeah, so he did those two things. Came back this year. Had a very, very solid first half in uh, at Michigan. And then went is the captain of the World Junior Team. Wins gold. Comes back to, uh, to college. And I think he has three points in the last two games that he's played. I mean, he had two assists in the first game he played. And I think he had one... In the second, I mean, it's, it's it's really good to see Cam York and Bobby Brink bring home gold. It can't, it can't be, it can't hurt the development at all, you know. He just looks so much more confident now, especially like being back in Michigan. The plays he, he's zipping around the ice, it feels like that's exactly yeah. what we said. No bumps in the road in his development. That the, stuff like that, like showing out at a tournament like that, does wonders for your development. Now he can come back and kind of be a man amongst kids in a way in and- college. I do think if there's one thing that York needs to work on is his net front. I mean, he's not going to come into the NHL and be on the PK. I mean, that's not something he has to worry about. But if there was one knock in this tournament, it would be his net front presence, especially on the PK. I mean, he had a little bit of PK time in, in this tournament because he's the captain, so he's going to be out there. But I feel like he, he doesn't he, – he lets guys get in – really good positions in the the front of the net like he doesn't he, he tries to take the stick lift too much i think in front of the net and he needs to learn how to like put his body and put a guy on his back i mean brink does it well brink had a goal in the tournament where he put a guy right on his hip so if there was one knock on your i'd probably say just he needs to position himself in front of the net a little bit better in his own zone on the pk especially but other than that he's been so fun to watch so smooth like you said and he's gonna be at a few you watch him, he's definitely going to be the future quarterback of this power play. I mean, I have no doubt about it. He's that good. I think – go ahead. Like we said on the radio, th- this tournament basically solidified that he's going to be fighting for a spot on the Flyers next year, next training camp. Do you get the possibility will. he goes four years? Four years in college? Yeah, because Chuck's already come out and said he's not going to be a four-year guy. So no, no, negate that question completely. No, <laughs> That's good. just me thinking of something I could possibly like come up with. Yeah, he's way too yeah. good for four years. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I I do think there's a really good chance to see York sign his ELC if not if not next year. I mean, he might want to go back for the third year, but even even then, you're looking at like what more do you have to gain going back to college if he finishes this year? He signs it after Michigan's done. No, I agree. Yeah, if I if I were the guess, if I would have be put money on it, it would be right when uh right when Michigan is done. Didn't he want to come out last year? I read something somewhere. I feel like he wanted to 
to sign his yeah. ELC last year, but they were like, oh, let's follow. I mean, I'm I'm sure he does because I'm sure he wants to. Yeah, I think everyone wants to yeah, sign those yeah. as soon as possible. Start making money. But like I like we just said, if he finishes the year strong with Michigan, like he, he as he probably definitely will, I just don't see him not signing the ELC. Why not? Right? I mean, what more do you have to go back for college? What more do you have to gain? I guess. What, what are your long-term thoughts on Brink? Do you, when do you think he would be fighting for a spot? See now, next I year think, or the year after? I think the, the the year after. I would. I mean, right now the I mean the depth on in the forward position is yeah. Insane. Frost can't even get yeah, in. So. Frost can't even get. In. I mean, that's a different. That's Don't something. even talk about Brink. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, uh, probably not this. I mean, not next year, but the year after that. I would probably. I mean, I would want him to go back to Denver and really solidify himself there but definitely soon i mean he played really well in that tournament man really well like i said in the beginning of the podcast there's definitely an argument to be made somebody could come on this podcast and definitely make an argument that brink was a little bit more impressive i mean he was just his skating is so weird because it looks like so he's not weird. skating fast but he creeps up on the def- like it's not just me who thinks that it's not just us that who who think that the defenseman on the ice i feel like even they get like crept up on a little bit with Brink skating because it doesn't look like he's going very fast, but next thing you know, he's already in the defenseman, defenseman's face and stick-lifting the guy and taking the puck away. He, he's really, like, pesty on the forecheck. And it's, it looks seen, so weird. It does. And while it's effective, it looks ineffective at first, and I actually found myself, like, the first couple times watching him, I was like, dude, is he even going to be an NHL player one day? Like, that's how weird it looks. Like It does I, look weird. I'll give you that. Like I really was having doubts at first, but then he easily put them put he, them to rest. But. He really uses that like that that move, that inside edge move with his skates to like generate speed while he's skating forward, and it works for him. It has worked for him through all the levels of hockey that he's played so far. But like you said, you sometimes you look at his skating, you're like, oh, is, is this not a kid that was just grabbed from the stands real quick and just thrown on the ice? Because I, his skating is so weird, but it works. It, yeah, I'm like, this, I, sometimes I look at his skating, I'm like, this is not an NHL player. And then I see him, like, break in on goal, and I'm like, yeah, he's definitely an NHL yeah, player. Yeah, and then, and then you watch him strip someone with the puck, make three beautiful moves, and then have, like, a, a beautiful wrist around the net. And you're like, oh, that's why uh, he was drafted in the first round. Okay. But maybe we can work on the skating a little bit. I think his... I think his straight line speed's not even like it's not really bad. It's just like his his first acceleration is just really weird. It's really choppy. But it once he gets weird. going, it's, but it, 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 he can he can skate though. I mean, it just looks weird in my it, opinion. It does look weird. But the, he gets to the spots. Yeah, he does. Anything you want to add on the World Juniors before we wrap that up? I thought uh, Andrea looked good. I mean, Sweden got knocked out, but it was good to see him get them top pairing reps for sure. I mean, next year he'll be playing. A lot more. It's kind of like the same situation with York last year. Didn't really play in front of uh, older talent. Come back next year, he'll definitely have an expanded role on that team. He'll go back to the SHL and play there with grown men like we talked about. So it's good to see him get some time in the World Juniors. Because he did look good when he was uh, thrown in there for, I think, Broberg in like the third or second game they were in. So Yeah. It was fun. Right? It, was, it was a fun tournament. Uh, yeah. I liked seeing... Oh, it's always fun seeing Team USA do good and win. I remember them winning in 2017 in the shootout. How fun that was! Felt like just like the same as that. But uh, yeah, it was a good time, and we kind of needed it after I, a long stretch of not having any high-level hockey. 
I know Duck fans, King fans, and Saber fans love that tournament, dude. Love that tournament. Especially, I have to say Kings fans. Like, I know Ducks fans with Zegris and all, but Kings fans, dude? Kings every player. so many. I every f- player. I felt like every player. Like, at, at one point in the broadcast, I remember I was watching with my dad. I looked over. I was like, does this announcer, I was like, did he get something wrong? I was like, he keeps listing every player. And, like, as the player touches the puck or makes a move, he'd be like, oh, yeah, this player drafted by L.A. Like, is everyone drafted, on the Kings? <laughs> drafted by That's L.A. That's what I was thinking. Drafted I was like, by L.A. Like, I was like, oh, my Lord. Like, Kopitar might just never retire. Like, you, get, you have all this talent just coming in for that. I mean, they've been shit for the past couple of years. I'll admit that. But there's definitely, like, the end of the tunnel for L.A. There's definitely light at the end of the tunnel for the Ducks. I mean, Zegers is going to be a very, very, very fun player. I mean, he's probably my, my new favorite player out there right away. But for the kids, you got Turcotte, Kaliev, yeah. and then you look on Team Canada and you got Byfield to it. It's like, all right, bro. I, I mean, don't know how to say his name on uh, on Team Sweden. He's uh, born, born for it or something like that. Dude, I, I don't want to butcher it. Beats they me. have him beats too. Beats me. They have him too. I know, like, I know who he is. Like I, I, I wanted them in the draft, but like I don't want to butcher his name because it's really hard for me to pronounce it. But yeah, they have him as well, and he's a stud over there for Team Sweden. So, yeah. How about um in the gold medal game, both starting goalies are Panthers prospects, and you just signed Bobrovsky <laughs> to eight years, ten million. What are they doing? But it's, dude. Both of their numbers were elite too in the World Juniors, and they both performed good. I mean, it's a two nothing game. They both, I mean, both goalies kind of did their jobs at that point in a two nothing game, and they're both Panthers prospects. And now you got this guy ten million dollars, and he sucked last year. Every time I get reminded of that situation, or somebody brings that situation up, I'm just like, that's the reason why nobody goes to games. Like that's why they have nobody in their stands because they just put they they constantly put themselves in terrible positions. Just because they want to win, the, re- the only reason they signed Bobrovsky was to 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 draw interest from the fans. Quenville too, and Quenville. Like that's the only reason why they did that. And then they turned around in the draft and they saw Spencer Knight sitting there, so they're like, "We ought to take Spencer Knight. He's a stud." And then they have Team Canada's goalie, like you said. It, it's it, that's why no one goes to games because they are an absolute train wreck. They just put themselves in so much depth, depth, so much debt. And, and cap hell for absolutely no reason. No matter what they do, they're fucked. Florida's one of those teams where, like, you look back and you, you think they should have been a lot better in this last decade. Yeah. They, sh- they should have won plenty of playoff series. Like, they've had guys, and they still do have guys. Bob like, was it, awful after he signed that. The, the year after, like, the, the year after, right after he signed the contract. Wasn't he, like, god-awful? Yeah, it was terrible. Just whatever they do with that, they're fucked, right? I mean... If they decide to go with Spencer Knight, and then then you got a backup goalie making all that money. If they, I mean, he's definitely got to be a buyout can, uh, candidate in a couple next couple of years. That's what it or would whenever be. Whenever he's sure. or LTIR, like something, yeah, something like that. Pull, the, pull yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever way like NHL GMs use to get rid of yeah. contracts and like in loophole ways, I guess. Never forget when when Hextall traded that Pronger contract to Arizona. That was fun. And then Datsuk went to Arizona, and then the host of contract went to Arizona. It's so funny. Arizona just had, like, the best team ever, but it, on, on LTIR contracts. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had, like, Pronger, Datsuk <laughs> Everyone, at some point. Dude. I want to go on, a, on a, Hex, a Hextall tangent real quick. I agree with 
how good he was with drafting and all that. And he, he was awesome. He's like half the reason why we have all this amazing – I mean, he's more than half the reason why we have this amazing prospect pool. But for the fans that like are, are, are scared to commit to this team because of him and because of his, just his refusal to put a good team around Giroux and Voracek is I, – like, I feel like people look past it sometimes when they give him praise because – he, I was thinking about it today. He really just didn't give a fuck, bro, about the NHL team. Like his big signings were like Dale Weiss, and he he refused to address the goalie situation like for for like two consecutive years. Yeah. He it's just like he didn't wanted to care. lose. He wanted yeah. to lose. He wanted he, better draft capital. And he he prom like he bullshitted his way through interview. Like, he promised a good team. Oh, like did he throw some bullshit out there when he signed Weisbauer? He thinks he can be like a twenty goal scorer or some bullshit like that. I remember. And him. his big fish signing was JVR. I mean, yeah, that and, was terrible. And he signed McDonald too, didn't he? Uh, after, after the twenty fourteen Rangers yeah, year, yeah, dude, that was him. Yep. Yep. Terrible. For the people that are like scared to commit to this team, like I promise you, this is a very good team. Like this is not a Ron Hextel promising you a good team, but really you're getting Dale Weiss on the second line. Like that, Travis Konechny's on your second line. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a completely different team now. But I, I was just thinking about Hextel, and he just absolutely just how he tricked us to wake up for 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 games during that time. Like, like, how did I wake up and, like, have confidence going into those games that this team might pull out a W? Like, why was I mad when this team completely shit the bed? (laughs) It was was the worst one, like... That's where it gets... I'm sorry to cut you off. That's where, like, I get mad. Because, like, I'm like, why... Like, how did I get up for these games? I mean, I I love hockey, so I'll get up for any game, especially Flyers. But just looking back on it, it's so frustrating. His just absolute refusal to build a team, an NHL team. The only saving grace back then was watching the young players play, and he was so stubborn with letting them play, too. Like, they would get in yeah. for a couple of preseason games, light it up, and then they would get sent down, and it would be such a <laughs> disappointment. And I feel like he always just kind of stu- like stuttered their confidence in a way. No, for sure. And we always talk about it. We always talk about how Ghost was the only, only reason why we sat down and watched hockey that year. That rookie year was like he, he was the only bright spot on the team. And I'll never forget years and years ago when we wanted Sam Moran to make the team out of camp. And he went barred down in the yeah. preseason game. And we were like, there's no fucking way Sam Moran is not on your hockey team tomorrow or whenever it was. And he wasn't. Like He didn't make the team. And we all know what happened with Sam Moran and where he is at now. But like, I, I, I always think back. If he makes the team, like he should have that year. How has his career changed from that? I mean, he, he now he's up playing with the big club. He's not down there. Maybe he doesn't get injured. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a bunch of what-ifs I've been going through today, and just the Hexall thing really got me pissed off. <laughs> yeah, but for every bad thing he did, he yeah, also yeah, has a yeah. good thing Absolutely. to like, that, I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know. Like, I'm not shitting on him because, like you said, there's a lot of a lot of like there's a lot of things you look at this team right now and you can just be like, thank you, Hexel. Couturier contract. Couturier contract. The like, main reason we're in contention: the Couturier contract. Carter Hart. Carter <laughs> like Hart. it's just drafted. I mean, I I I know Provy wasn't the most out of the box draft pick, but like drafted Provy. Like Provy is a yeah. huge part of that defense. Drafted Nolan Patrick. Like I said, I know Patrick isn't. I mean, right now he's coming back from. Not playing after a year, but 
man, we'll get into that. In a man, second. did he look good last night? Just yeah, like you said, there's just a lot of things that Hextel is to thank for, but there are a lot of just frustrating things to look back on that you're just like, how did how did we withstand that? Like, how can people complain about this team knowing that's what we went through for all those years? It's like, how can you be so fucking negative? Like, oh my <laughs> god, dude! Sometimes my timeline is so toxic. It is like talking to my dad today, and I was like, pop. Sometimes I gotta remind myself that this team was in the second round of like this team went kind of not didn't go as deep as I wish they were, but like second round, one game away from the ECF. And I know, I I know people hate using oh one game from away from the ECF because yes, but we it's did true. Get, we did get completely outplayed in that series, but we were still one game away from the ECF. Like we still brought it to Game Seven, no matter what anybody says about anything. The Flyers were still there, even though they got shut out in Game Seven. Like imagine if the power punched. play performs that yeah. series, we yeah. win it. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of what ifs, but it's just. It's exciting, man. This team's good this year. I'm hyped. You want to get into uh, last night? Because last night, a lot of shit to get into about last night. Yep. A lot of shit to get into last night. Off the top, (laughs) first thing I have to get into, 86 Farabee, of course. Yes. Uh, That line, Farabee, Hayes, and Giroux looks looks so good. It was the first thing I said. We watched the game together, um, I guess, over voice chat. Yeah. And uh, we were just... I guess enamored by that line to start the game. I, I know I was. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. I just, I, I was so happy hockey was back first off, and for them to get the first two goals like that. Yeah, Team Orange was, was just faster to start. Yeah, they just had the star power. I mean, it's like, yeah. At first they did. It's what it seemed like. And then Voracek and Nolan Patrick kind of showed their star power. So and so did Nak a little bit. Oh, that snipe was that snipe was awesome. That snipe was so awesome. And I looked at the Nak goal and. The more and more I rewatched it, Elliot always seems to get beat like that, on the yeah, wing always. like that. No, he always does, and like that's that's not even like <laughs> that's classic Elliot. Like I, I kind of expect it. Like I usually expect those shots to go in from there. That's not even a knock on Elliot. It's, I've seen it on the like a road a game, road game in Columbus. Cam Atkinson gets the puck from that circle. Montreal shit, shit's game, in. like yeah, it's in. Uh, Fifty seconds in. in was the same kind of was the same spot. I mean, if I'm a coach and, and Elliot's playing in place of heart for a couple games or a game here and there, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna gather my my team and be like, guys, just shoot off the wing every chance you get. He just he struggles with it for, for, yeah, for whatever reason. Him. He struggles with it. Just throw but, shots at him. That's really how you beat Elliot. Thought that was interesting. Nolan Patrick looked awesome. I mean, I know it's a inter squad game, and I I mean, I made some threads last night, late last night. And I had to like stop myself. I'm like, this is not a regular game. This is an inter squad game. I mean, can you tell that we missed hockey? But he looked. I mean, I don't want to get too excited about it because like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> We're getting excited. I'm about to rant. I'm about to snap because I hate people that keep saying don't get excited. Nah, he looked good, dude. He like, he did. He did. He did. I had a bu- first off. It was like two weeks ago when we were all on the like. There was people on the timeline telling me he's not even gonna fucking play. You yeah. know what I mean? People were oh yeah. he's never. Like literally, like two weeks ago, people were legit saying, "He, he well, he's never gonna play hockey again." And that's the same people saying to temper your expectations. It's like, no, throw that shit out the window. He looked good. First off, he looked faster yeah, than I've ever time. seen him look. To yeah. be honest with you, Stronger, like he, faster. he looked, he, yeah, he looked like a guy out there. Like he looked like a grown man out there. He dead he ass did. did. Yeah. Like, it, like I feel like the last time we saw him play, he kind of like still was in his like kid body. And now, now he he, he looked dead ass looked like a veteran player. He looked like a man out there. He looked like a two way force. He looked fast. He was getting in there all the right spots. He meshed with Voracek and um very well. Uh, who was the other guy? JVR. 
JBR, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say Wilmer because that one play. Hey, was... He looked really good. Wilmer was fun. Wilmer, the Wilmer. Well, I remember, I was like, yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. He, Number he seventy one. Like he was, he was playing his heart out. ECHL guy. Yeah. I was hearing played on broadcast. Yeah, played on the Phantoms a little bit last year too. So very, very excited. If he doesn't make the taxi squad, because like, I, there's an argument to be made. I mean, he had a pretty. Pretty impressive game. I know he was impressing in training camp as well. So if he doesn't make the training, I mean, the, uh, the taxi squad, definitely, definitely look out for him in Lehi. I mean, yeah. So, I started like, laughing, like, just a couple of minutes in because you could just see, like, like <laughs> I started laughing because I just remember how good Kevin Hayes was. Yeah, literally, yeah. Literally not even, like, 10 minutes into the scrimmage and he's, like, dominated the game completely. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's, like, it's just classic Kevin Hayes. That signing was amazing. Giroux looked fresh. He looked fast. That was good to see. Faraby looked really good, of course. Yeah, and another thing to add on the Nolan Patrick thing, and you talked about how like he last time we saw him, he was kind of in his man, uh, his his like eighteen, nineteen year old body, and now we're coming off him hernia in- injuries yeah. too. Now he has rest. I think that like, I think that goes like under the rug a little bit. I mean, the last time we saw this kid was a really long time ago playing hockey. I mean, lately it was the ha- Hackstall Gordon. Gordon error. It was the last time we saw this kid play. So time about two years ago. A lot of time has passed since we've last seen Nolan Patrick on the ice. And of course, I'm sure he's been he hasn't been sitting on his ass watching TV. Like he's been working out, getting getting busy. I mean, he's been working as much as possibly as much as he's possibly could because of his migraine issues. But like, yeah, he he just looks a lot faster than his 2018 2019 self. I mean, that's just give him credit for just putting the work in. He looks really good. I mean, yeah, like I, two, two years ago he was 19, 20 years old. Now he's twenty two. Like that's such a big difference, especially I, like we've seen it with TK. Like yeah. t- the way TK is blown. Like remember how uh, last year, like we were we were saying how along with TK, we, it was also going to be no- the year Nolan Patrick finally gets a chance to break out and show his <laughs> stuff, and he never got that opportunity. Never. So maybe he might might be uh, progressing and developing on that level, even though he hasn't played a game in a year. And I did I did write an article, and at the end of the article. I think it was the San Morin article. I questioned. I was like, how willing, like, how ready is he to play 3C right away, straight out of training camp after not playing games for so Fuck that. I mean, he he read that and told me to go fuck myself, hey? I mean, <laughs> he's definitely ready to go. Definitely ready to go. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would be shocked if Nolan Patrick isn't playing 3C against the Penguins, and I'll be shocked if he doesn't look good against the Penguins. Dude, I mean, and, it, and it's amazing to see because I remember we were we were sitting here talking about AHL conditioning stints was being thrown fuck around. Fuck that, dude. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Legitimately, and I know it was a scrimmage game, but they play with a, a bunch of high-level intensity, electricity. Like, that felt like a real game. Like, so, I mean, like, way- it, it was a good litmus test for a game. I'll say that. Like, it was a good... The good more, uh, measuring stick. The more and more I look at it, I mean, I understand it was an inter-squad game. It does not mean anything. I get that. But, like, that was the team's one, quote-unquote, preseason game to get ready for a 56-game stretch. So, like, I don't think they were, like, going hard, obviously, like, it's an inter-squad game. But, like, I think there was a little pep to the step, for sure. So, I I, I think there's something to be said about how good Patrick looks. I don't, I'm not ready to, to throw him up for 30 goals this year yeah. but like it was nice to see him look that good nobody expect i don't give a fuck i don't i don't care if you were the one the one person on the side of Nolan patrick will absolutely play this year and he will look good you didn't expect him to look that good that soon 
the no fastest I've seen him. I'm, and I'm serious Easily. when I say that. Easily. I used to watch him and think like, ah, well, his skating, he could be a little faster. Like, I wish he was a little faster sometimes. But watching that game, I was like, holy, holy fuck. Like, Ma- this guy is skating. Imagine if we have Noah Patrick instead of Derek Grant in the playoffs last year. How much faster Noah Patrick is than yeah. Derek Grant. How much faster he would have made that bottom six. And that's just what we, we've kind of been saying on the pod. Like, upgrades from within, man. And I mean, we, we've stressed it all, all sure. offseason that, like, don't don't fret just because we didn't go out and get Petrangelo and um, some high-name forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I would say the one line last night that didn't really look that good was the Lindblom, Couturier, Kadekny line. Yeah, but I have no worries about no, that. Zero. Like, zero. They're the one line, like, put it this way. Any other line, if it looked bad, I would be slightly worried and say maybe we should take a look at uh, breaking that up and trying something else. That's the yeah. one line where I was like, they could look atrocious, but I know they'll figure it out. Those guys will all figure it out. That line, that line is is the most consistent play-driving line we have. They're the most, I'd say, defensively responsible line we have. So I have no worries about them. They, they play the game the right way. No, for sure. For sure. And right right now, going into Wednesday, this is what this this, this is what the lineup is probably gonna be. S- stop me if I'm wrong. Chime in whenever you want. Drew no not Drew. It's Limblom Couturier Connectney, line number one. Drew Hayes Faraby. JVR Patrick Voracek, Raffle Lawton, and AK. That is a deep fucking lineup, bro. It is so deep to the point <laughs> where Morgan Frost cannot make this team. Because it is that after deep. having his best camp since being drafted by the Flyers, are like definitely one hundred percent. Yeah, and for all the people saying camp. that, like, like uh, he 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 definitely could have beaten out us like for a spot on like JVR or something. No, he wouldn't have. This team is not sitting a seven million dollar player for an, for any period of time again. That is not I, happening. I, okay, okay, they're not starting this season out sitting a seven million dollar player. If he plays like shit. I can 100% see A.V. being like, Frosty, put your fucking skates on, dude. You're going in. Because A.V. does not put up with shit like that. I mean, we saw it last year in the playoffs with Scott Lawton and him sitting healthy scratches. So, I agree with you there. There's no way they're starting the season off playing Frost over or over JVR. They kind of want to give JVR a look with Patrick and, and, and Boracek and, and actual skilled players. That's how that's where you need to put JVR. You need to put JVR up in the lineup. And I think next to Patrick and Boracek is good. But if he plays like shit, to start the season off, you'll definitely see Frost, 100%. Yeah, that's, like, today has been kind of nuclear on this timeline. People explode, like, hot yeah. takes left and right, and we're just sitting here, like, we're saying, well, I mean, it's disappointing he's not on the team, but hold we'll on, see hold him on. That's not games. even said yet. That's not even said yet. Like, we don't even know. Like, he could make the team still. They, they could turn around and, and, and be like, okay, Frost is the number 13 forward. It, it's between a couple guys right now. It's between him, Bunneman, and Terensky, and Sandin. Don't think Sandin is going to uh, make the – the actual roster. Don't think he's yeah. had a very good camp. He got, he looked pretty uh, out of place a couple times last night. Torinsky looked good though. Torinsky did look good. I thought Bonneman looked solid. I mean, Torinsky and Bonneman are definitely the two guys you look at. You're like, okay, do the, if the do the Flyers want Morgan Frost as the thirteenth forward, or would they rather have like a guy like Bonneman and Torinsky who can come in and play yeah. in the fourth line and bring a better kind of like they just fit that role better. You, oh, we don't know what they're thinking. They could have been impressed with Frost. Yeah, it might this be camp Frost. because Frost looked good this camp and in that inner squad game. Before we get into Frost, we're gonna get right into that right after this. I want to just mention Zamula will not be on this team to start the year off. I mean, he might be on the taxi squad. Av's already come out and said that 
Zamula is not physically ready yeah. for the NHL and that he definitely needs a little bit more time. Definitely agree with that. There's a couple plays last night, especially in the defensive zone. I thought Zamula did not look good. He coughed the puck up behind his own net a little bit too long. Needs a little bit quicker decision-making, something that Sam Morin also struggles with. Just a little bit quicker hands in tight, but have a lot of confidence in that kid to come back. He has a ton of skill. Freeman make the t- made the team, which was kind of a lock going in. I kind of wish I could put money on it in some way back in like <laughs> <laughs> back a couple months ago, but it's nice to see him finally. He's definitely a solid guy. He did get stripped bad by Lawton to score that breakaway goal during which that three v three. We said at Lawton's now the like a breakaway master. What's on up team. with that? Let him go in the shootout and in, in the in the first three every time. In my Lawton, honest opinion, I mean I use NAK as an example today on the timeline as as to why you don't give up on a prospect or like label a prospect something like oh he's not very good dude there's a lot of guys you can do that on this team with Lawton is another guy that you can so do so is was a, yeah yeah definitely Lawton was a lost cause for in this fan base for the longest time and then finally finally figured out his type of game and then finally was on the flyers for expanded period of time and now look at him i mean he's he's automatic on the breakaway dan he can't miss it's amazing to see how big of a piece of the team he ended up becoming. People like, are ready to give up on Lawton. We're ready to ship him out for fucking hockey pucks, bro. Yeah, Damn. I remember that. NAK was, 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 was on waivers era. last year, and now yeah. he's an absolute lock to make the team. Phil Myers didn't make the team out of camp last year, and now just signs a shiny new three-year extension is the number one guy to play next to Ivan Prorop to fill the void of Matt Niskanen. So it's looking like they're not doing that though. Uh, we don't know that yet though because Ghost hasn't practiced and he didn't play that yesterday. So I don't know what the fuck's up with him. I think they might try. They might try to put Braun with Provy. I think to start the year. It might I, be trending that. I way. wouldn't mind it, and then just keep Sandheim and Myers together. So, I mean, uh, Provy, <laughs> Provy, Braun, Sandheim, we'll Myers, Hag. I trust AV, man. I do, yeah. I, I thought Govzison looked good last night. Yeah, he looks solid. I, and I like to see how, like, kind of... I mean, I can't, like, really gauge personal matters. But, like, he, he seemed like he's really comfortable with the with the guys. Mm-hmm. And, like, like he, I saw him, like, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. giving dudes, like, head taps, like, high fives and shit like that. So he really seems, like, in tune with the squad. And we know this is a close squad. But yeah. Myers, I want to say, Oof. especially in the Dominant. first period... Looked extremely dominant. I mean, we both were watching the game together. We said he was gazelling. Like, he, he, he literally looked like how he looked at some of those development camp, like, three-on-three three games that we bro. watched. Yeah, just the men amongst boys. But the funny thing was, it, he was playing actual Flyers players. Like, mm-hmm. he looked, he just looked really good. Because you just and I'm really excited to see on this people, year. You got to give these kids time to find their game. Absolutely. Like, Only reason Morgan Frost is not on this team is because we are a pure Stanley Cup contender. And I, that, I will, I'm dying on that hill. That's the only reason no. he's not. If we were anything less than a Stanley Cup contending team, he would be on this team. But we are fifth best odds to win the Cup, third to win the East. Morgan Frost is playing 3C on a lot of NHL teams right now. If he's not on, like, his team's 2C as well. Who I, I said it. <laughs> no, there's definitely some teams that would be playing Morgan Frost at two series right now that have absolutely no choice. Yeah, with to some play. good veteran players, good veteran wingers, easily. I could see it. I could see it. You look at the lineup right now. I I, I just went through it. Limbaum, Katuri, Konechny, Giroux, Hayes, Faraby, JVR, Patrick Voracek, Raffle, Lawton, and AK. Who, who's Frost playing in place of Danny? 
I mean, we already talked about it a little bit with JVR. They're not playing. Nobody yet. See, like, over the summer, or over the offseason, I should say, like, we, we were like, we kind of had yeah. Frost penciled in because we didn't think Patrick was going to yeah, inevitably yeah, exactly. come back. That, that was the one thing that was the huge, like, breaking point with Frost was how ready, if Nolan Patrick is ready, then Nolan Patrick is the 3C because Nolan Patrick is a better overall player than Morgan, pa- than Morgan Patrick. That's funny. Than eh. Morgan Frost right now. He's just, just better. But... There's just no way to put Morgan Frost right now. And it's not like he – I mean, like, the one thing I can give to the people that are giving Morgan Frost shit is he hasn't blown the doors off any camp so far. So, like, that's probably the one thing I'd give to him. But he had a good camp, his best camp since being a pro this year. Had a great game yet uh, yesterday. thought he was – Almost scored. Multiple times almost scored. Thought, thought he was definitely top – Three top four best players on Team White. I mean, you got Patrick, who looked awesome. NAK, Lawton looked good. Frosty. But I need to see Patrick with Frost at some point. Frost, and, Patrick, Voracek would be deadly. Frost, yeah, Patrick, Voracek, and let's fucking go. I'm all in. Frost, Patrick, Voracek for the right. I, like, that would be fucking disgusting, dude. Voracek and Patrick would be the huge big bodies down low to get the puck in the corners, and then you just have a skilled guy like Morgan Frost to to do whatever to do what he does best. That would be fucking awesome. But I do think JVR is going to play well with them. They look JV, good. JVR, yeah, he looked. He didn't look bad, dude. He no, really didn't. He didn't. And, um, yeah, that was, that was really good to see, actually. And another guy who who looked really good, and I know we just talked about him, but like Nak really looks like Pitlake Junior, dude. <laughs> He, he, does, dude, he, he was does. buzzing to start that game. Like, he, he was does. really all over the puck. Like he was skating. He was fast, dude. I said Harry. it before. He was a bottom six connecting, dude. Like, dude, he was fast as shit. I said it to you during the game. He had one play where he had the puck in the defensive zone, skated it all the way, all the way down into the offensive zone, lost the puck. It got sent back down to the defensive zone. Then he was the first one back to get the puck. I was like, God damn! How <laughs> like holy shit! I was like, he's all over the ice. He looks bigger too. Like he looks like ready, like he's ready to go. I'm I'm really excited for for full year in AK because he will start the year on this team. Something like no one else is really talking about, and I guess maybe because at this point it's expected. But so Team Orange gets two goals in the beginning off of just just grade A talent, just yeah, high level talent. Yeah, just good play, good hockey plays. Like what are you gonna do? And then Carter Hart doesn't get beat ever again. Not even in the shootout. Doesn't get beat ever again. Like yeah. he completely locked the door the rest of the way. I mean, that, like that's what you want to see before heading into Wednesday with Hart doing just that. And was... especially versus a power play unit that has Giroux, Hayes, Couturier on it, Konechny, yeah, Faraby. Sco- they didn't score on their fir- on their one and only power play chance, but that power play definitely looked better. They were zipping the puck, finally yeah. zipping the puck. We've been dying, crying for it for how many fucking years? They're finally zipping the puck. To each other and making plays. They're not fuck. They're not just forcing that fucking that that deflection pass. Whatever the fuck they do, <laughs> you, know what, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, no, it's the same play they always go for. It'd be like Giroux. They look good. Gets though. a disgusting cross ice feed over to Voracek with an open net in front of him. He takes it, settles the puck down, goes for a tip. Like that's yeah. the only play that they do. Or they would give it to Pro Rob for a low low shot every single time. I'm gonna say that uh. All right, so the orange power play was power play one, and the the team white's number one power play was the number two power play, and that power play was really fun. 
It was Frost. All, all power play units looked fun, dude. They did. I mean, if Frost just scored. Patrick set him up right in front of the net. Beautiful Great save. save. Great save by Elliott. Frost did kind of shoot it right into Elliott, but Elliott did get across. Beautiful save. Frost, like we said, Frost almost scored a couple times last night. So it was good to see him active in the in the all zones, actually. He, got, he had that one play where he got back on that possible Couturier connecting 2 one one which would have been bad. They would have fun with that. But to mention what we just said about how Frost could probably be playing 3C on a lot of other teams, he'd be definitely be playing 3C on Detroit right now. I can tell you that right now. Because oh, guess yeah. who their 3C three, three is? Who is their 3C? Valtteri Filpula. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and their 4C is Luke Glendening. So. And you can even make a case. I mean, Robbie, Robbie Fabry is their number two center. So. That that's a good pickup by them. Yeah, that's a honest. yeah, that's a good pick. I I like Fabry uh, coming out of the uh, the draft kind of kind of. Yeah, but before his injury, he was tearing it up. Yeah, bad, bad. Yeah, he he's fun. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see him in Detroit because in Detroit they're all kind of just gonna play loose because they have nothing. You know what I mean? Like just is it weird that I like I like Detroit? Like I honestly like I don't you, I don't know why. Like the team or like you just like like the sweater? Like what, I like what the team. Mean? I, I like their colors. I like their arena. I like their goal horn. I don't know what it is. I just think there's something like legendary about yeah, the brand. Yeah, because when of we were growing, when we were growing up, is when the fucking Red Wings and yeah. and the Penguins were battling out. Which was some of the best hockey ever. Best really hockey was, ever. Dude. That when era was, was that? So when was that? Two thousand. Uh, two thousand eight and oh yeah. nine. They, so, they met two years in a row. Yeah. So we were like nine, eight, nine years old. Yeah. Like, that really, shit was really fucking are. awesome, man. That's why. That's why you like Detroit because you remember the the Lidstrom days. Chris yeah, Osgood, Zet- Zetterberg. Yeah, Remember Osgood. Oh, I remember he was so Franzen. Fran. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, that's why. I don't blame you. They're they're a fun hockey town, and they definitely show up when the team's good. But how how much did it scare you when Provorov was writhing in pain? But like we knew he Dang. was good though. But like yeah. it was terrifying. What like why is it though that every time that man gets hurt? Something inside you is just like he's cool. Like he's cooling. <laughs> like it, it really, it really, it really is like that though. Like that, he's gotten <laughs> fucked up sometimes. Like, there's been times where I'm like, oh, he ain't coming back Dude, from that one. And there's just there's times that he gets hit with whatever happens to him over the past couple years. When I'm just like, if that's another player, they're out for the fucking year, dude. Like we're not Seriously. seeing them again. It's because he climbs mountains, Dan, in the yeah. off season. He's a straight a Iron Man. Machine. He's Iron Man, bro. He really is. Who who said it the first couple of days of camp? Who um, one of the uh, the beat reporters was like, looks like Provorov hasn't uh, stopped playing hockey. That's because he probably hasn't. No, he, we know he hasn't. <laughs> He's probably been fucking sneaking into the skate zone in Voorhees every night at fucking one thirty, getting in there and just putting work in. Like he, the, the dude is just different. He's my number one defenseman, Danny. Is the season here yet? Let's fucking go, bro. Would it be a hot take to say no. that that a good portion <laughs> of this fan base underrates, I feel like Ivan Provorov? I, I feel like I feel like he doesn't even I don't I don't think he gets his due within this this city itself, to be honest. I don't Not think people yet. realize just how important he, he is. is to the team. Yeah. Not, well, not without him, this thing like this. This uh, gear doesn't never turns, dude. Like I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but they're only going to learn how important that man is to this team when he eventually goes down. Eventually gets hurt whenever he does. Or or if he like wins the 
Yeah. Norris. But like or something like that. I feel like you notice a loss more when it's not there anymore. So like if he ever got hurt for an extended period of time, we would really be like, yeah. oh. <laughs> realize how fucking good Provorov is now, right? <laughs> and I just think back to like when the national media didn't even have him in the top twenty, like yeah, Giroux reply that. with a picture of uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And stuff like that. Like they know. Yeah, they know. This team's just gonna be good this year, Dan. I'm excited. Let's look ahead to uh, Wednesday. Yeah, let's make no, some predictions. Let's make some season predictions. This is the prediction show. We gotta, we gotta save this one because we gotta come back at the end of the year after this fifty-six game. Hopefully, fifty-six games, and uh, see how we did. Because I, uh, well, we're, we're predicting like full season. Totals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the this is the episode before the season, brother. Come on. <laughs> All right. Did, did I just put you on the spot a little bit? Nah, like, I think I, I got my shit right now. I, I think right. they'll be. Oh, all right, all right. I think they'll be first in the division. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. You kind of been on that since since the fucking season got announced. I think we're that good. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I'm not gonna team team argue with you. I definitely think they're. I think they're top three, definitely. But what kind of predictions you got going? To, like full year predictions you got going? To the nah, year. It's so, so hard to gauge point totals is, though with the shortened season. It is. But I'm gonna make. Let's do this. Let's do one player prediction, one team prediction. Could be bad. Could be good. Two Whatever. players. Good. Two teams. How about that? We'll do two and two. All right. Good. All right. My one that I've been harping on all year for the player wise is Faraby breakout year. Fuck with it. And I honestly, it's looking that way. Like he, he's been already been put in camp with Hayes and Giroux, two very important pieces to the core two veteran pieces like he's already that important to the team i think his breakout year is coming tough um i think this is the year where myers really solidifies the spot as the number two like the bet like the second best defenseman on this team so that's two player predictions i got two team predictions i guess i'm the flyers and first is going to be the first one and the second one is they're definitely going to get to the ECF, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Definitely? Yeah, that's, that's, I'll say that. I like that. They'll get to the ECF. I like that. All right, I'll do my two-player, two-team now. Yep. I would say, all right, so my my first player would probably be Carter Hart in the Vezina finalist this year. I think he's going to be fucking like awesome. That. And my other player prediction will be Nolan Patrick ten plus goals next year. I really like that one. I think, I think he's going to be a lot better than even I expected him to be. Can't stress it enough. And I might, I honestly might even write an article on it before Wednesday even comes around. The way the way Nolan looked in that game, the what he can add to the depth of this lineup is is is, is is bigger than what we could have gotten on the free agency market. Oh yeah, we talked we talked about it all off season with that and it's just, if like the the hope that you got Patrick back was so much better than anything you could have signed in free agency in my opinion. Unless I mean besides those top dogs, but So even, I'm assuming sorry to cut you off since no, it's Monday and we have a game coming up Wednesday and Friday, both against the Penguins, that I'm assuming that our next episode is going to be sometime on that weekend after the Friday game, probably, unless we do one maybe Thursday. If, if Wednesday's game is that crazy and we do one Thursday, maybe. But um, let's look ahead to those two upcoming games, especially this one on Wednesday. I, like, what? A quick little predictions of what you think going into this game, like who's going to be the freshest, who's going to look the best. Like, You got any hot predictions for this game? Yeah, so 
I think we talked about this a while ago, and I still think it's going to hold true. I, I think it's going to be like a 4-2, 4-3 kind of game. Like, I, I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be close down to the end because I think both like, – I mean, I don't think both teams are going to be rusty, but both teams haven't played a lot of hockey lately. So, I think it's going to – I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a very, very good hockey game, though. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth 4-2, 4-3 kind of game. That's what I'm predicting. But I think the I'm, second one's going to be like the, the breakout kind of game. Yeah. It's so weird because I, I, I really thought that, like, and my prediction, I'm still going to go with it, is 3-2 in OT. Obviously, i got to go Flyers win, Flyers win in OT. I think it's going to be one of those games who where... Who pots it? Oh, the OT winner? Yeah, who pots the bitch? Lawton. Dude. Yeah, give me a Lawton OT goal, bro. That's that, Fuck yep, with that. Let's go. And yeah. actually, you know what's funny? That's the exact same thing that happened in the uh, exhibition game. Yeah, it is. Last time they had to play at whatever, running it back. Um... But yeah, that's my prediction going into the game. But like the the weird thing is, I it's so hard to gauge, because I really thought like yeah, close game, probably get type of game I would take the under on because I think it's at six and a half right now. But then I realized I was like, why is it at six and a half? And I was like, oh well, maybe because two no preseason play, limited training camp, two teams are just getting thrown out in the ice for like, and then the games finally start counting. It could either be. A game where like the the passes aren't hitting, like it's sloppy. It takes some time to get their footing under them, low scoring, or it's gonna be the type of game where like the Everything offenses are in. just yeah, offenses are just flowing. Yeah. And I'm here for either one of them, but I think the next game is gonna be the opposite of whatever happens in the first one. Like if <laughs> yeah. the first one's high scoring, the second one's low. If the first one's low, the second one's high scoring. So you have the same prediction as me, just kind of twisted. Yeah. Fuck with it. Fuck, Fuck with it. it. Fuck with it. <laughs> Let's go. I gave my two player predictions, but now I'm going to make my two team predictions. I think the Flyers are going to finish top two in the East. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a question. And I think they go undefeated against the Capitals again this year. I love just the shot at the Capitals. Like maybe not, unde- <laughs> all right, maybe not undefeated because of how many times we play them. Yeah, it but is a lot of games. Yeah, it is a fucking. It's eight, right? Eight, eight something like team. that. Yeah. All right, um, six and two, like no worse than six and two against the Capitals this year. Basically, right? like we're gonna we're yeah, gonna own yeah. the Capitals again. Yeah, we're this gonna year. yeah we're gonna. I mean, Gudis isn't there anymore to give up three goals a game to us, but but Chara is. Let's but get Chara, it. Chara, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, shit, we own them, dude. Let's just keep it going, you know. Yeah, last year was pretty fun. The versus Capitals, every game was kind of glad fun. I don't have to see Columbus no more. Like, yeah, fuck that. them. <laughs> I hate playing in Columbus. <laughs> like I hate the cannon. You know what I mean? Like fuck them, dude. Like I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, um, cool. Going think, into this game, I think Hayes gets a goal. Yeah, nah. That's I, just a random Hayes, one. no, I don't think that's a random one. He always shows up in these kind of games. This is the type of game where. All right, I'm gonna say this right. The Flyers' first goal of the year. This is this is like a hot prediction. Okay. Like like if you saw it on Fanduel, it'd be like a plus one thousand, <laughs> maybe even more than that. Like Flyers' first goal of the season is gonna be a shorthanded goal from Kevin Hayes. Oh. Our first. It's gonna be a. Be a zero zero game. We're we're gonna draw. <laughs> we're gonna take a penalty. I'm gonna be screaming. Yeah, we're gonna be screaming. We're gonna be like, damn. We're gonna see that power play cycling. We're gonna be like, oh, here we go, Penguins power play, and then he's gonna get one. That. That's my hot prediction. Ooh, I like that. I like very, that. Yeah, very Ooh. long shot prediction. But I say our first power play we score on. Very first that would, one that we would get. Be something. Very first one really we get where we score because it'd be like the complete opposite of what we watched, especially in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Because they'll do that for a couple games and then they'll go completely invisible again. Watch. 
have us screaming again on the pod. Well, where the fuck's the power play? That's really that's really it with this team, though. If they if they just fucking produce on the power play, they can beat anybody. Like, like, like you said it a million times. If they get anything from the power play in that Islander series, they probably fucking advance. Dude, power play sucked. Right? Yeah, no, no, listen, right? Power play sucked. It felt like we got outmanned, felt like we got outskate, and we were still with one game away from the ECI. Because like, a lot of people would say, like, oh, like, remember how we were talking about earlier? Yeah, we did. We did get outplayed. But, but we the fact that there. we still got to that point, while, like, we shouldn't, that should not have been a game seven, like, being honest. Like, they should have put us away in, like, five. We deserve put to us away lose five, that yeah. fucking game. We gave up three goals in the fucking 100%. third period. We absolutely. I, we I, did that I, twice, actually. We deserved to lose them both times. Yeah. And, like, we deserved to lose it. But we did it. <laughs> we were there. Like, we were, like, you can't deny it. You know what I mean? Our motto going into the year has always been, like, if you can get Limblom, Patrick, potentially back 100% in the lineup, and all the young guys or, like, your young new up-and-coming core just gets a year older and Carter Hart keeps progressing the way he does, then let's just run it back. Like, yeah, we have... I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. 100% ready. I didn't even like. I just realized we didn't really scream about Morgan Frost that much in this in this episode. We really didn't talk because I don't. I really don't think it's worth screaming about. To be I, yeah, I don't think it is either. It's just kind of those things that we're just gonna like let people talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like we we didn't think one. First off, we didn't think that Nolan Patrick would. Well, I mean, we, we thought maybe he could come back, but a lot of people didn't think he was gonna even play hockey again. So I like going in the, going in the summer like we didn't really have them penciled in for at least at least for the opener we didn't really have them penciled in right away, and uh, we also didn't expect him to be one fully conditioned and ready, two to look that fucking good. Yeah. So I mean that's just what it all boils down. But to. I don't want to take. Deep. But I don't want that to take away from like the good camp Frost has had. Like, I, I want to talk about the the camp that he had more than just the fact that. Patrick looked good, so that's not that's more the reason yeah. why he's not playing. But Frost had a good camp. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I wasn't like, like there to see it, but no, I heard he, I heard he had a good camp, and from it, what I saw in the scrimmage, he looked good. Yeah, and like that's what he needed to do. So like, it, it, it's good to see that. Then the alternative, like, like it's it's good to see him. This this camp more more so gave, and I I, I honestly think this because I think Av was impressed because I thought Av I mean Av I thought Frost had a good inner squad game last night. It gives them more confidence to, to to throw Frost in there. Like if, like I said, JVR doesn't get it off to a hot start, or if God forbid somebody gets hurt, or God forbid COVID starts to fucking cause problems for the Flyers. Since last March, they've only played like about a month of hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Injuries are gonna happen. But, like these yeah. guys, these guys aren't coming in here i mean they're probably conditioned they're probably ready to go for sure but like injuries will happen especially in the beginning of the year i mean especially in the sport nonetheless but especially this year if you had to predict the i'm sorry to cut you if you had to predict the 13th forward who would it be before we get off because it's going to be announced within the next either tonight or fucking tomorrow this is so tough i I think i i truly believe frost has earned it and he should be in the spot but i just have this feeling like i always look back to um in the bubble when bonneman was getting the reps and even like last season when torinsky got reps to start the year i have to think like maybe i think in terms of like av's power rankings for that spot that those guys maybe are above frost but like i said i'm not i didn't see the camp with my own eyes i didn't see the drills like i didn't see the the non-televised scrimmages so it, it's yeah. so hard to really gauge that it'd be so much different if we could go to the so training camps different. this yeah. year it's kind of just a fucking shot in the shot in the dark now but 
I guess you can just make a, an educated guess on who you think it's going to be. If, if I think I, it'll be Bunneman, dude. Like, I really do, but I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I want it to be Frost, obviously. But I, mean, I just... Yeah, if... If the if the spot was the top nine spot, it'd be Frost's spot, no doubt. Like, I, I I think we'd be on here celebrating Frost made the team if it was a top nine spot. Yeah. Put it it's this not, way: like if JVR takes a puck to the knee, God and I'm not I'm not wishing that 100 not wishing that. Like, yeah. But if he does, like, and he goes out injured for a couple of weeks, like the guy coming in is is 48. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. 100. But like you just said, the spot is the 13th forward spot, and I think Bunneman or Turinsky fit that spot better. So I think you'll see Frost on the taxi squad to start the season, and you'll see either Vladimir or Turinsky as the thirteenth forward. So who knows though? Fro- I like put you it this way: if, if the AHL was playing games right now, I would I would think Frost wouldn't be in contention for the thirteenth forward. They would just let him go get first line center again in the AHL. But the fact that there's no games to be played, there's no reps to get in the AHL now. They might they might just give him that thirteenth spot just to give him that those reps and experience like. And just give him like that slot to fill in and practice yeah. to do line rushes. Like maybe they might. They, yeah, I hope I they mean, do. Wh- wh- why not? I mean, he's not going to be playing in the AHL until at least February. So why not just give him that little bit of time to just, I guess, get ready. I'm hoping by February 5th, like when the AHL starts, he he has gotten a shot. I guess to prove himself, and I'm uh, I and, guess and and the shot that he got, he was able to prove to like I'm staying here. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. I, I hope he can prove his NHL worth before hey, February 5th. Hey, AV might turn around and say fuck everybody and put Frost in the lineup. Like we don't know what the fuck. Like, like th- th- that's the thing with this COVID, se- the the COVID season that now, we don't get any interaction anymore like we used to. You know what I mean? Like all we get is that press conference where where just yeah. basic questions are answered. I mean, are are, are are asked. They're good questions. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not going at anyone for their for the questions, but you know what I'm saying? Like the questions aren't very like, you just don't get the same information that we used to get with. You just don't like, what, like last minute lineups when the game starts. Like we, we don't get anything. Cause like the media people don't, aren't able to see anything inside. You know what I mean? It's just, you never know. Like <laughs> what if anybody turns around and says, fuck everybody. Frost is playing Wednesday. Or what about this? Ready? <laughs> Everyone, everyone's freaking out like over who made the team and who didn't make the team. What if the flyers realize that, Camp roster cuts don't mean a damn thing this year because of the taxi squad. They realize, oh, we have one of the best depths and one of the best prospect pools in the NHL. Like we have a very strong depth system. We could just play matchup the matchup game kinda. Like yeah. Frost could slot in for a team where maybe he wouldn't get quote unquote thrown around against. Like I guess maybe for the Islanders, you you run your big boy lineup and then maybe like when you play another team. Maybe like uh, a home game like against Buffalo. the Devils. Fuck it, yeah. Or a home game against Buffalo. Fuck it. Throw Frost in. Let's see what he yeah. got. Maybe yeah. they play a matchup game to see what they he have. He had arguably. That's, I'm sorry. Taxi Squad helps us. Yeah, it he does. Did. And let's see how it does. I mean, he had arguably his best game against Buffalo last year, so I definitely could see that happening, for sure. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of interchanging parts this year with with the Taxi Squad. It should be fun though. Like, I'm I'm excited for the season just to get underway, man. Two Sorry. days. We're gonna be so drunk. It's gonna be like a holiday. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely can't. It like uh, reminds me of the the lockout year. It really does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. Let's wrap this one up though. Sixty three minutes. Great one. Love it. Hype Very fun episode. We'll be back. Either it, it, I guess if something like if that we need to hop on the pod for after the Wednesday <laughs> game. Think, what's the might. only thing we can possibly hop on the pod for? I don't before know. Wednesday. I don't know that. 
I don't even know. Uh, something know. something wild has to happen, but it could happen. Who knows? Yeah. That's the beauty of hockey being back. But we'll most likely be back. Frost the number following. change might be it. <laughs> frost, frost number change. Frost making a team with a yeah. number change. Yeah, that might be it. Quick or like twenty five segment. Yeah, twenty five minute segment. Or like yeah, a game that's like a, a final score of like six to five, and like Giroux ends it in OT on like a a Datsuk dangle. I don't know, something, something we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But we'll most likely be back on the weekend after the second game of the year. Uh, both at home against the Penguins. That's weird. It's never usually like that. If if, if there is a game or, or a time where you verse a team back-to-back, it's usually a home-and-home. Home. So it's so weird kind of having like a baseball style, like two games in the Wells yeah. Fargo Center, but Fuck whatever. No, nah, I'm really liking it, actually. Like, you go up and down the schedule, and you see, like, oh, Flyers got six home games in a row. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Tough, dude. It's, it is. It's pretty sick. I like it. But, yeah, uh, we'll wrap this one up. This has been episode 49, another fun one. We'll be yes. back uh, for our first year two one with episode 50. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Not even planned, but it's, it's just kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Follow us on Twitter at the Liberty Yell and on Facebook, Instagram. Follow me at TLY Danny. Follow Chris at Chris Stumps. Yes, sir. Please, if you tunes, share the episode if you really liked it. Go Floor. One more thing. Go Floor.